0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're reading Genesis 13, and I'm just going to walk us through the story. Let's set the scene. The chapter begins, and right off the bat, we learn that Abram is quite rich. One commentator says in verse 13, 5, we see Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy. Crucial to the introductory paragraph is the stress on the wealth of Abram. That's verse two. He was rich or heavy in livestock and silver and gold, but Lot was also wealthy. He had flocks and herds and tents. It's not that Abram had no tents, but tents are mentioned for Lot because they would figure prominently in the story about him. So this is interesting in light of the promises God made to Abram back in chapter 12, as we talked about on Friday. God said he would bless Abram and his family. And now this didn't necessarily mean material blessing, but here we see in chapter 13, Abram's family is doing just fine when it comes to their material possessions or their livestock, whatever. But Abram didn't want this wealth or this abundance of possessions to cause any conflict. A wise man. The commentator says, Soon, though, Abram's company found that they had too many possessions to stay together. The land could not disdain their dwelling together. The text then implies the ominous note that the Canaanites and the Perizzites were at that time dwelling in the land. So remember Canaanites, bad guys people who had different cultural beliefs that didn't honor the Lord. And these tribes held the good land with the water and they were observing the men of Abram and Lot quarreling. So in spite of this vulnerable position, the two sides continued to quarrel over the water and the land. And the commentator continues, the situation was getting so tense that Abram realized that they would have to separate. And so he gave Lot the first choice. One might have expected that Abram, being the man to whom the land was promised, might have told Lot to go find his own place, but he magnanimously offered Lot the choice of land, and Lot made his choice purely from the human perspective, satisfying himself with the best of all the land. Abram's gesture was obviously an act of faith for he knew that the promise was his and that he did not have to cling to things and he knew that even if he gave the whole land away God would still give it to him and his descendants the commentator concludes and I think there's a lot we can learn from Abram's generosity toward lot he gave him the first pick I think about two siblings splitting a piece of cake or a sandwich. The desire, especially with boys, the desire is always to choose the larger half. But that wasn't the case with Abram. He gave Lot first pick. He trusted God to provide. He took God at his word and prioritized living at peace with his family. That's humility, considering others before we think about ourselves. And the commentator continues, The motivation for Abram's concern must not be overlooked. They were close relatives. Their common bond, shared over a long period of time, was something that Abram didn't want to lose. To keep that relationship intact required that they part ways. Without a concern for Abram at all, though, Lot made his choice, the greatest mistake of his life. But then he was walking by sight, Lot's choice was totally selfish. He chose for himself the best land. That's verse 11. So Lot went off toward Sodom, verse 12, and pitched his tents next to Sodom. The text then has this parenthetical clause to explain the danger. It literally says, now the men of Sodom were wicked sinners against the Lord exceedingly. That's verse 13. In the events of chapter 19 later on, will demonstrate how wicked the people of this city were. And the commentator continues. The final section of the chapter provides the reassurance that the Lord provided very good land for Abram. That's chapter 13, verses 14 through 18. These verses explain why Abram could give the choice land away to Lot. Abram had the sure promise from God that it would still all be his. These verses also show a contrast between Abram and Lot. Earlier, Lot had been active in examining the land and taking what was the best for himself. Now the Lord instructed Abram in similar terms to lift up his eyes and look. Verse 14 and verse 10. He told him to look in every direction for everything that he saw would be his. Abram was waiting for God to give him the land as he said he would. Lot took the land he wanted. Better that God give it than that man take it. He concludes. Let me say that again. Better that God give it than that man take it. How often am I quick to strive for an opportunity, something new, bigger, better, or how often do we want to take matters into our own hands or try to at least rather than wait on the Lord? There's a lot we can learn from Abram's example in this chapter as the commentator later goes on to say, repeating his promise, God told Abraham, God told Abram, excuse me, that his descendants would be as numerous as the dust of the earth. He then was invited by God to walk to and fro in all the land to survey the land that would be his possession. The chapter closes the way that it began with Abram settling down and making an altar to the Lord. Hardly any other chapter in the Bible portrays the reality of faith so marvelously. Here was the patriarch, Abram, as a genuine believer in and worshiper of the Lord, one whose faith functioned in the midst of conflict. Lot's choice was self-seeking and self-gratifying. Such a choice was dangerous and short-lived for all was not as it appeared to be on the surface. Let me say that again. All was not as it appeared to be on the surface. It would take spiritual discernment, not physical sight to see what was wrong with the place. Abram, on the other hand, walking by faith, generously gave up the choice of land to Lot generosity is the evidence of a living faith for faith does not selfishly seek its own desires, but is self-denying and magnanimous. Magnanimous. That means it's, it's generous. Since Abram was trusting the Lord, he was not selfish. He had learned that it was not by his own plan or by jealousy guarding what was his, that he would come into his possessions. He acted righteously and generously. The commentator concludes. Abram's example in Genesis 13 challenges me. How can we follow it? I mean, I think about growing up, my siblings and I fighting over who would get the next upgrade on our phone plan. Is there an area today where I can put my family members' needs above my own? Is there an area in which I need to release a tight grasp and trust God, release my plans to Him? Do I believe He is in control and has my best interest at heart? Think on it talk to your community group. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.